Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the Bible in a year. We're doing it at breakneck speed, and we're doing it from 30,000 feet, 40,000 feet, or we're doing it going on the high-speed train, looking at stuff as it goes by. We're going fast, but we're going to get the whole Bible, because the whole Bible is one continuous story from beginning to end, and it's all woven together. And just like a lot of times the way that books are written and the way that plots are written, it doesn't all make sense until it comes to the end. But it will all make sense when we get to the end. We'll see how everything comes together and points to one thing, Jesus Christ, from beginning <clears throat> to end. So the Bible is about God, and it's about people, and it's about Jesus who brings God and people together. That's simple. That's simple. And so we'll see how the whole story fits together. And so now we are in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. How are we going to get through the whole Bible if we're still in Genesis chapter 1, two, two days into the program? <clears throat> well, let's see what we can do. Verse 26 of Genesis. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they, plural, they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. See what else it says. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. And he blessed them, and he said, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, uh, and over every living creature that moves along the ground. And he said, I'll give you seed-bearing plant on the face of the earth with seed in it, and that will be yours for food. So God saw what he made was good, and that was evening. So now he creates human beings on day six. So um, why did God make us? Well, he didn't need to make us. Uh, we already saw that in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, there was perfect love, and there was perfect unity, and there was perfect fellowship. Some people say, well, God, you know, wanted somebody to fellowship with. He had all the fellowship he needed within the Trinity. Certainly, absolutely complete. So, he created people to reflect and represent him in his image. Out of all of the creatures that God created, it was humans that were made in the image of God. We are like God. It's uh, an image is like a mirror, or an image is something you see on a screen. It's not the actual substance, but it's an image of it. Similar, but not identical. And so we're going to learn some things about who God is and who we are. But before we talk about how we are like God in his image and how we reflect his image, let's talk about what we're not like with God. We are not eternal from everlasting to everlasting. Only God is from everlasting to everlasting. We had a beginning. We had a start. And so God had no beginning. He has no end. We are not omniscient in that we know everything. We are not um, omnipotent that we are all-powerful. We are not um, 
omniscient in that we are everywhere at the same time. So we are not perfect in holiness, we are not perfect in love, we're not perfect in anything, but we're creatures made in God's image. So what is it about the image of God that we reflect that we're like? Because we're not the only life on the planet. There are plant life, there's trees, there's weeds, there's animals, large animals, small animals, there's insects, there's bugs. There are other living things on the planet. But we human beings are the one who had made in the image of God. Well, what about God's image? What can we say? Well, the very first thing you learn about God in Genesis 1 is that he's creative. And he's given us as human beings the capacity to be creative. How else? Relational. Father, Son, the Spirit. God made us to be relational. We have the capacity to have meaningful, long-term connections and to work on those connections. So we are relational in that we are in the image of God. Unlike the bugs or the trees or whatever, we have the capacity for interpersonal relationships and to sustain those or to break those. Um, we can communicate. Now, communication happens all throughout the creation, but the way that we communicate is very different than the rest of the creation, the way the rest of the creation communicates. Our God is a communicating God. Our God is a relational God. Our God is a creative God, and he's made us to be able to do the same. We have a sense of time, past, present, and future. Now, the animal world doesn't have that. The four-leaf clovers don't have that, but we as human beings have a sense of time. We have a capacity to love, including to love unconditionally and to love forever, to make a decision to love. We also have the capacity to make decisions to not love and to hate, made in the image of God. And we have the capacity to intellectually understand things. God is obviously smart. Look at the universe. And he's given us the ability to intellectually put things together, to, to reason together, to put things together. Now, God also has emotions, you know. It says that God felt certain things. And so God made us with emotions, and we have emotional capacities and emotional ability. We have the capacity for moral decisions. We have the capacity for moral purity. We have the capacity for willing choices. We have the capacity for a spiritual nature, which is beyond just the physical nature, but a spiritual nature, the invisible things. We have dominion over the earth. The rabbits don't have dominion over the earth. We do. We have the capacity for ethical choices and for self-determination. And so all of these things reflect the image of God. We are made in God's image. So what do we get? Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Remember time, space, and matter? He created that, the, what we know about modern physics, those three things. And then he created the human beings. He created us. And he gave us all of these capacities. Again, we're not identical to God, but we're like him in many, many ways. And... Uh, <clears throat> We have spiritual aspects, right, as, 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 as well, because we can pray to God beyond ourself. We can praise uh, beyond ourself. Um, we can hear his word, and we can know his ways. 
So we have these spiritual capacities that are beyond that which exists in the rest of the creation. In these mental aspects that he's given to us, as people we have the ability for abstract thinking, putting things together. Well, God put things together. He assembled the universe. And there's order to it. It's amazing. The more we go on, the more we find out there's order there. That's why we had said in Genesis 1 earlier about the creation that a lot of scientists were believers and they knew that the universe was orderly and all they needed to do was discover some of these things, like deconstruct them and figure out what's behind them. We have the, the ability to, to process uh, complex and abstract languages and we can learn multiple languages. And again, emotional aspects, we're emotional people. God made us emotional. Now, we're going to talk in another day or so about how all of these things collapsed and fell uh, when we turned against God, but we still have emotions. Uh, we experience the complexity of emotions. I, I like what Wayne Grudem said about emotions. Listen to this. Wayne Grudem spoke about how we can experience varied emotions at the same time. Wrote this down here. He said, after my son's baseball game, I felt sad because they lost in the emotion. He said, but I felt glad because he did well. Sad and glad at the same time. And then he said, I was proud because he was a good sport. And I was thankful to have a son. I was joyful to be alive at a game. And I was anxious that we'd be late for dinner. <laughs> so we're complex human beings, aren't we? And so we have these mental capacities and these emotional capacities, all reflecting who God is. And we have these rela relational aspects. We're capable of interpersonal relationships. We're capable of having, having harmony in marriage, harmony in family, harmony in, in friendships, and in working relationships. God has made us relational. And our great dignity comes from being image bearers. We bear the image of God. When God wanted to make something in creation like himself, he made us. And so we have profound dignity and profound significance, unlike the rest of creation. And we also should say that this is the basis of human rights. Why do humans have rights? We talk about human rights and the secular world tries to figure it all out. It's very simple. Every single human is made in the image of God and has worth just by virtue of the fact that they're created in the image of God. And so, so how do we reflect that and, and, and represent it daily in the ordinary things of life uh, with friends? Well, we do it in our worship, spiritual, right? Putting God first. We do it in our discipleship as I'm living out my life the way that God wants me to with all these decisions and all of these ethics. In our evangelism, when we share God's love with others, telling and bringing. Uh, in our service, in our stewardship, in our giving. God, God gives and God serves and he's generous and he lets us be the same. And in our fellowship, the people in our lives, the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Spirit, the triune nature of the human being, body, soul, and spirit, made in his image. Now we're going to see that the image gets flawed when we get into chapter three. Hey, bless you guys. Love you.